I've lived in Clarksville, Montgomery County nearly my entire life, and I've seen a lot of growth and met some amazing people along the way. There's a lot going on in our community, and on this podcast, I hope to shed some light on what's going on in Clarksville. I'm Charlie Coon, and this is Clarksville Conversations. Cleve Gwynn, welcome to Clarksville Conversations. How you doing, buddy? Doing really good. Thank you for having me on, Charlie. I appreciate it. Man, it's so good to see you. I, you know, I see you a lot uh, on Sunday mornings at Life Point Church. That's right. That's a good spot to find me on Sunday morning. I know. See, I, I see him. Sometimes he's out uh, directing traffic, and for some reason, I always get stuck with the arm up, stopping me and letting everybody go. I can we can we solve that problem right now? Well, you got to find somebody that looks, you know, friendly to stop. Oh, and you're oh, a friendly guy. So that's nice. You're the one. That's nice. But if so, you're not seeing me on Sunday, you, know, you can see me uh, any other time of the week uh, in the in the pink truck. Oh, that's right, stinky pinky. That's right. That's right. Well, we'll we'll get to what you do, but let's yeah. get to where you came from. So, how how long you been in uh, Clarksville? Been in Clarksville all my life, born and raised. Uh, before that, you know, dad was uh, dad was from Clarksville. My granddad was from Clarksville. My mom's family uh, was from Germany and North Carolina. Uh, Mills Fort Campbell brought them here. Oh, and really? So they met in high school. And yeah, from Clarksville, born and raised, rare bird these days. So I, you know, I know a little bit uh, about you and your dad and your grandfather, and you guys have been in. So many types of businesses. Your grandfather was big into the banking business years ago. And I, I kind of wonder, you know, I know you and your dad are really close, but did your did your grandfather really kind of mentor you or teach you anything about business? Yeah, I would say it kind of came more from the lessons, right? Spent a lot of time with my granddad, more yeah. on a on personal, personal level. Uh, we would spend a lot of time together. He would... Uh, get to, you know, take us to do different things. I can remember a couple of times, you know, going to golf tournaments over the weekend, we'd drive up to Knoxville and he'd, you know, follow me around, caddy for me, make sure, uh, you know, we had everything we needed going into, going into the tournament, which was, which was really fun where, you know, kind of more with my dad, obviously a lot of relationship where, you know, nothing, anything I was interested in that, you know, he was involved with, it was hundred percent open door. So, get to experience, you know, kind of grew up in the business, so yeah, to speak, yeah. a lot of different things we had. And with my granddad, uh, a lot of, a lot of life skills probably, uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and how to, how to treat people, right. Which correlates directly into business. And so I, I wouldn't see it as much. It wasn't like a corporate boardroom perspective, yeah. uh, maybe when he was really coming yeah. up and running hard. Uh, but as he was you know, into retirement, managing some, you know, some different entities that he had, uh, definitely get to spend a lot of time with him. Well, I, I would say to a, to a lot of people that have been in Clarksville, Montgomery County for for many years, Dotson Gwynn is an icon in this community. And we were blessed to have him for sure. He uh, he helped a lot of people out coming up. Yeah, it was definitely definitely a different time back then. There's a there's a lot of stories told when he passed uh, coming up on about a year ago. Where you know people would uh, you know call him to get a to get a loan on a car or whatever it may be, and they just call the house, and he'd say, "Yeah, go ahead, and we'll we'll write the check. We'll worry about when the check comes <laughs> in." You know, that's not not really how it works these days yeah. anymore. But I yeah. think um, really the value of relationships is what uh, is what my granddad thrived off of was yeah. you know making those connections with people and then just doing the right thing. And it's not much uh, business or personal life. We can all learn a lot from that. I, I guarantee you. Yeah, I learned a lot from my mother coming up in yeah. business too so you, you learn those values and they tend to stick with you along Absolutely. the way Absolutely. so you you said something a minute ago about um your grandfather caddying for you and so how did you get into the golf world 
Yeah. So growing up, my dad was uh, dad was a big golfer. He started a little bit late, but when he got the he got the bug, it hit him hard. So yeah, yeah. played a lot of golf. My granddad started uh, pretty late as well, and they got me into it young. Played little league baseball. That that wasn't for me, and I was I was ready to uh, ready to do something else. Yeah, and, uh, n- nothing was not an option. Uh, I was too too much of a busybody anyway. So we ended up uh, landed on golf, and spent a lot of time uh, beating bags of balls at the uh, at the driving range, trying to get better. Yeah, playing golf growing up. And so, yeah, just kind of spent that whole time, played uh, throughout middle school and high school. I had the opportunity to walk onto the team at Austin P and play there. Yeah. Um, you can definitely tell there's uh, levels that separate people. And that was, uh, you know, there was, that, it, that was, that was a level that I, I was probably not ready for there. Those, yeah. guys are, uh, those guys can play. You know, the Clarksville golf and the Gwen name are synonymous, right? I mean, yeah. your father, Greg, has uh, been with the Clarksville Golf Association. Right for umpteen years. Oh yeah, long and, time. And he has helped maintain that organization, supported it financially, yeah. and with his time. And where where did where did he get that passion? Is it you? I know you said he just jumped right into golf and stayed there, but is it just something that? Yeah, hit him? I think it was really just a match made in heaven, right? For how how his personality's wired. He was, um, you know, he's heavily in sales, right? And sales is uh, you kind of have like a hunting mentality, right? You go out and you whatever you drag home, you get to eat. Right. Yeah, and so right. for him, uh, golf, I would assume a little bit, you know, more individual, right. You go out and it's all dependent upon you, whatever, whatever it takes to get it done. And he's very competitive. And so he, he enjoys that. I think he enjoys the, uh, the trash talk as much as he does yeah. uh, actually, uh, actually playing, uh, actually getting out there and shooting a good score. And he's won multiple city titles, different. I yeah. mean, from regular titles to senior titles to, you know, yeah, you're working on super senior here for long. If he's not careful, he's not. He's not far off. I've got a, <laughs> I've got a junior title. Still looking for that first. Uh, still looking for yeah. the first uh, city title. So, do you remember uh, the day you first beat him in golf? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was tore up, and you know it was just like, man, it took me a long time, like a really long time. Uh, it should have been, you know, much sooner, but unfortunately, it was not. And I remember he he was kind of just like he was moping around. It's terrible, you know. This is old man. I'm this kid, you know. Finally beat him, and I was like, Dad, it's no big deal. I'm like one for a million. You know, yeah. you've beat me a million times. That's and, right. You know, the, the time's finally come. And everybody knows if they're playing Greg Gwynn in golf, they better be ready. Absolutely. He's coming to win. Yeah, he doesn't. He might he might have an off day, but mentally, there's there's no off days for him. Oh, I I guarantee you, there's not. Um, so, you know, you your family has been in multiple businesses in the community. And you guys have, have supported uh, our community, uh, you know, I always say financially, but with your time and efforts and, and helped our community grow. Is there one business that you guys have been in that you liked more than another? Or is it just every day something new growing? Yeah, there's there's always a lot of different things, uh, different things in the in the in the, you know, the, the family melting pot, so to speak. My, yeah. uh, my aunt and uncle, Dana and Trent not, you know, they have a lot of businesses. My aunt Dawn, dad's, uh, dad's sister also, Dana and Dan Greg's sister Dawn, they have, you know, she's an entrepreneur as well. They have a lot yeah. of businesses. Their yeah. kids have businesses. Everybody seems to be doing something right for, for me and dad, it's always seemed to be sitting around waste and recycling, yeah. whatever that yeah. may be. I can remember as a kid, um, getting in the garbage truck after church on Sunday to go and, you know, dump a, 
unloaded dumpster. I think we might have been going to Rafferty's maybe. They were just overflowing. And we pull up, and Dad goes in. He's like, hey, I need you to move this car. And they're like, why would we move this car? He's like, well, I'm your trash man. He's wearing, like, you know, slacks and a yeah, maybe a button yeah. down shirt. And they're like, you're not our trash man. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm your trash man. I just need you to move that car so we can dump that dumpster. That's right. That's and I, right. I can remember doing that as a kid and just seeing that opportunity to serve the community. That was something that's always intrigued me. And so we had a, an opportunity to partner with the uh, the Lane family about a year ago and get involved with Stinky Pinky. And so that's that's been about the last year uh, we've had the opportunity to work with them. And that's been really cool. And it's been uh, a real opportunity, right, to see it where most of the businesses that I was involved with before, we were servicing large businesses yeah. or large conglomerate companies to where this is, it's, you know, as far down the chain as we're servicing, you know, one household. Yeah, um, yeah. It's one family at a time. Uh, one can at a time, and so that that's been really cool. And it's not it's ju- not just trash. You do septic stuff too, right? Septic as well. Septic and the portable toilets. Uh, so we kind of have two divisions. We have trash division and then a septic division. The trash does residential, uh, commercial for businesses, yeah. and then industrial. Yeah. You know, roll off and contractors. And then on the septic side, we have a portable toilet division where yeah. we send. Toilets out to job sites, events, and then on septic, you know, that's it's really how the, how the business was formed originally. Uh, Mr. Lane was a plumber, and a lot of the customers needed help, you know, septic tanks, a lot of septic problems. Uh, Clarksville was much, much more of a rural community uh, 30 years ago. So, you know, it just came natural to add a septic truck to the mix. Yeah. So how did, how did that business relate to, like, the metal business you were in? Yeah, so Dad originally, Dad and Jeff Purvis and Eddie Pace started a garbage company when they were at Austin P in 1979. Uh, it was Queen City Disposal was the name of it. Um, Jeff ran another iteration of Queen City Disposal again in the uh, like 2013, maybe 2019. And they had started that business. And so when they, they sold that business to Waste Management, Dad worked for them for a few years. And then they had a bit of a parting of ways and it was kind of common at that time that a lot of the larger businesses that they would service, whoever made the call on the trash would also make the call on the industrial yeah. recycling as yeah. well. And so it's kind of the same Rolodex of people there. And so it fit very well to slide over to that. And then they did that for 30 years. You know, it's it's hard to believe because I've, I've known uh, Jeff and Greg for a long time. It's hard to believe they started that 30 years ago. Yep. Yep. I was three months old when they started it. Really? Yep. Three months old. Then you probably had a plastic golf club when you were three months old. There's no telling. No telling. Yeah, I got hand, hand, handprints on the concrete out there. So we, uh, we, we've we been there for a minute. You know, I, I saw on uh, one of the uh, local TV station, the documentary of the uh, the racetrack, Clarksville Raceway. Yeah. And I saw I saw Greg and, and Jeff on there. Were you ever involved in any dirt car racing? No, the, I, I can remember when they did some, I uh, think they call it like legend car racing. I can yeah. remember it. I don't really remember going. I know, I think it probably would have been maybe 2007 or eight. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Jeff did some dirt racing, a lot of the Speedway and some other spots. And we would go out, uh, his younger son Clay and I would go out with him all the time. We'd clean yeah. the cars, all the stuff. So that was, uh, that was about the most of my involvement. A couple nights at the racetrack would probably... Uh, not not as many as they spent. For sure. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I think about all the things that you're in, you guys are involved in, and then you know, of course, I, I see you all the time. But you continue to uh, grow your education as well. You're not you're not just sitting on. Hey, I've got a business. I'm trying to succeed. You're trying to gain more knowledge, and you're going to Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. So about uh, two years ago, kind of started that journey. 
uh, something that I really felt led to where to really have the opportunity to grow grow my education, right? And I try to take it, uh, try to learn every day as a lens when I have the opportunity to yeah. learn from somebody where if someone's teaching, willing to spend their time to teach me something today, I'm going to try to reteach that to my team tomorrow uh, just for the pure fact of, you know, hey, I, I think it can be great, especially if we can take some of these theoretical concepts and bring them yeah. into small business America, you know, right here in Clarksville, Tennessee, there's no, there's no reason that we can't take the same type of tools that large corporations use yeah. and use them for, you know, the benefit of our community as well. And I'm sure that helps you when you're out in our industrial park, trying to make partners or do business with people to kind of understand how big industries work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There, there's certain things that they're looking for a certain, there's a certain way they want to be told a story, right? I think yeah. everybody has a story to tell and the better you can articulate that story is going to help you connect with somebody because it, it, mm-hmm. it all comes down to the connection and the relationship. Yeah. And, and every day there's a new business out there. So you gotta, you gotta hustle. Man, absolutely. We just, uh, Ari, uh, Boutwell, one of our sales reps, and myself just uh, went and met with Josh Ward over there, and they got they got a lot of stuff cooking over there. Yeah, over at the Industrial Development yep. Board. Yeah, they uh, and we do we do some podcasts with them, and every every couple of months or a few months, they'll kind of throw us a little nugget out there that yep. we don't we don't get to see you know see on Clarksville now. To, we get sometimes we get it before it gets printed on uh, online, but. Uh, have you got some secrets? What What you got? Uh, no secrets for me. No, no, no secrets. We're not that close yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, tell us about your family. Yeah. So married, uh, married my wife, Lisette, and we met in high school. We were, uh, I was 15 and she was 16 when we met. So she, she drove yeah. us on our first date. And <laughs> that's, that's good. That's right. Yeah. So we've been, we've been together for a long time. We've got three kids. Uh, Amelia Palmer and Sutton, which would be five, four, and one. So we're uh, we're figuring it out. You growing, know, step of the way, growing. growing. Yeah. So one th- one thing I want to ask you about: you guys went through something a few years ago that you know everybody thinks everybody's got the perfect life, yeah. right? But sometimes you don't. Yeah. And so you had an incident at your house. Tell us, kind of. Yeah. What so happened there? In 2016, we, we were fortunate we were able to buy a home and we lived in a home and did a lot of renovation myself. Seems like everybody in Clarksville is either an entrepreneur or a, uh, you know, contractor yeah. that's flipping their yeah. own house. And so we were doing that. We renovated it. And one night, I uh, woke up in the middle of the night, the fire alarm, and we actually, we lost our home to a house fire in 2018. And really coming out of that was a pretty unbelievable experience where, we left the home unharmed. Um, we had we had our daughter with us, Amelia, and our, our dog. We just kind of walked out of the house, got in the truck, backed up. The fire department showed up, and the house you know, kind of was in a bit of a blaze, and it burned down. And so it was considered a total loss. Uh, but really what we learned out of that was how special this community is, where we had yeah. people from all over just showing us love and support like nothing we'd ever seen before. It was, it was absolutely unbelievable, you know, from the, from the phone calls to people sending things, making sure we had everything we needed to go into the rebuild where we were uh, working with building codes to get the house rebuilt. Just absolutely unbelievable experience where we had so many people that we talked about, you know, if if people would treat each other like they treat somebody after a a natural disaster or just a disaster, Um, it would be really, really different world. And I, I think we saw that again coming out of the tornadoes uh, last December where yeah. so many people stepped up to support in ways that was just not what a lot of people expected. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a big part of your testimony. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really special. Um, that night, one of our, one of our neighbors just came up just, just to pray with me, you know, yeah. as, as we're yeah. watching the house in flames and it's just special knowing just having that, having that peace of God there where we didn't have, we had our lives and yeah. everything else we weren't, I wasn't even worried about, you know, we can, we can rebuild it. We can, you know, find yeah. more. And it was, it's pretty unbelievable where you go in a spot where you lose everything. And then a year later, we've got so much junk in the house. It's like, how did we, how did we accumulate this much <laughs> yeah. stuff? People are just giving yeah. us, you know, kids toys and all kind of, you know, clothes, whatever it may be. And she's like, I didn't, I didn't have this much stuff before guys. Don't, yeah. don't send me anything. Else. Yeah, that's right. And you know, we had during the, t- after the tornado stuff, you know, our community and surrounding communities gave so much to people like YAPAC and yeah. uh, some of some other nonprofits yeah. uh, that they were told, don't bring us anymore. Yeah, we, absolutely. we can't we can't use it all. Absolutely. And it's, I think it's shocking, right? When people when people see that and when and again, we have so many you know lucky resources that are part of this community to make sure stuff like that happens. Like even, you know, Clarksville now being able to tell these stories to people yeah. because if the stories aren't told, it's really difficult to connect with the folks. And so yeah. YAPAC does a really good job. The local churches do a great job of getting that message out there and getting yeah. that help and support to those people. Yeah. We, we do live in a, a, an amazing community. If there was, if there was something in our community that you could, you know, wave your magic wand or something you'd want to see, what what would you do? Not counting roads. Ooh, you know, I'd want to see a I'd want to see a pink garbage can at every house. Oh, um, here he goes in the know, sales pitch. Right into that, you know, love to <laughs> love the opportunity to service more people in the community. Yeah, yeah. But uh, man, you know, I don't know. I've, I've lived in big cities before. I had an opportunity to live in a, a really well large city. I had an opportunity to live in New York City when I was in Austin P. And I always said it was so cool living up there where if you needed something, it was like subway right away. It was no time to get anything you possibly need in the entire world. It was even right within grasp. Yeah. Where now in Clarksville, I have the opportunity to live here, which is wonderful. And there's not much I want if I need something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we can, you can drive to Nashville and now Amazon, you can just order it online and be here in two days. But I, I don't know. I would, I would, what I would want to see, right, is the community to keep growing. Yeah. As it's growing, which is rapidly growth is difficult, whether it's on a community level or a business level or a family level, whatever that may be, growth can be really hard. And so on a family level, I would say it's really important to make sure you keep your core, your foundation. Yeah. You know, for me and and my wife, Lee said that's our faith. And so as we grow, we want to continue to be patient with our children and teach them and educate them in that way. For our business, again, it comes down to, hey, where we want to do things that are going to allow us to be successful tomorrow. And so for the community of Clarksville, I would say I'd love to see it to continue to grow as rapidly as it has, but also be planning and making the what might be a hard decision yeah. now for something yeah. in the future that's going to pay off and keep those, you know, because our, our community size could, you know, I don't know what the projections are, but we had 20, 30, 40 percent growth in the next couple of years. Yeah. And if we ever lose that community support, like people showing up after a tornado, I'd say we've really lost our, yeah. our compass. Yeah. But as long as you know, the church is still growing and people are still coming to Clarksville and feeling the love of Clarksville. We're going to be just fine. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people complain and I probably do some, you know, about traffic and how, how quick we're growing and, and all those things. But there are communities across our nation that are dwindling and losing jobs and losing things. So we're definitely blessed to be in the region we're in. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah, Clarksville is actually the largest non-franchise trash market in the country. So I'd say Clarksville is pretty fortunate that they have uh, the service providers that we do because it all comes down to service at that point. Yeah. If, if yeah. I'm giving you bad service through Stinky Pinky, you can quit and sign up with somebody else. If somebody else is giving you bad service, you can quit. Yeah. And yeah. I'd love to come set you a can and bring that to you. So it's a full service dependent to mark, service dependent market where is service service is king, right? If we don't provide good service, you can switch. Where in some other cities, uh, the the city bids the trash out, yep, and you're yep. kind of stuck with who you're stuck with for you know five to ten years. What what about recycling? Like recycling pickup. I mean, do, is there services like that? There, there's a few smaller services for that. It, it's really difficult right now. Our local landfills manage really, really well, and they keep disposal prices down. So that makes it, you know, much more difficult to get things segregated. Yeah. Where it's, it's just a yeah. lot cheaper to bury it in a responsible way. Uh, and that, that's what I've told folks. I said, really, the really one of the best spots for waste to go is in a responsibly managed landfill. Where even by county now, you know, they harness the methane that comes off of that. That yeah. goes back onto the grid. So it's a resource that we have in this community that's really, really good. And until something crazy happens with waste disposal rates, it'll be yeah. the best spot to go for a long time. Well, it's good to hear from a businessman that a, a function of government is operated well. Cause uh, you know, uh, the by County has been in the news over the years. Yeah. You know, th- there's always something bad it seems like, but it's good to hear something nice about a government agency from someone that uses them. Yeah. They, they, they do really well. They, they manage it well. And we just try to keep feeding them trash from the community. Well, I tell you, you know, I, I appreciate you coming and the, the, the Gwynn family, you know, is is very important to our community, and and I'm friends with your dad, even though he picks on me, and I forgive him and all that. But you know, I, I appreciate you taking time to come in, kind of tell your story, and uh, you know, let us hear your vision. Hey, absolutely. Thank you so much for having us in. All right, appreciate it. Thank you, sir.